Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Twitter at the Bearden Pod and visit thebeardenpod.com. I'm Matt Workman, and as always, I'm joined by Joe Goodman. Joe, I've had a hell of a week, man. Can I give you some advice, Matt? Please do. Never tweet. Don't ever, ever tweet. Just don't do it because nothing good happens from posting something on Twitter. So, I think I, I was good. Just don't do it. So I, I was good. Did you, did you did you see what happened to me this week? Did you see what happened to me? No, I had a very cordial like back and forth with Andy Mitts about some things on Twitter. I mean, it was a it was a fine. I had a fine. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I saw you. Your, I saw you? y'all's little spat, but we, we, it wasn't I, even spat. We just had a little like <laughs> conversation no, about. Did you me. see what happened to me? Did you see what happened? No, to me on I Twitter? did not. I did not see what happened to you. What did you post? So you saw it. You tweeted at me. Um, oh, about TCU? Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. See? I thought it was funny. Did you see the Did you see the tweet? No, though? I don't go into the... So, so yeah. those are unaware. They, they put up the, like, playoff. Yes, they put up their... They put up a little, like... It's not a banner, but, you know, like, emblazoned on their stadium, imprinted on there. Co- 2023 college football playoff, which... Yeah. First and foremost, don't just put playoff, like put Fiesta Bowl champs with the college football playoff logo. That would have been cooler. But anyway, I noticed some of our fans. I noticed some Texas fans, some Texas A&M fans, fans from all over the country started like clowning them on that. And the thing that stuck out to me was like they called it a participation trophy. And me sitting there thinking uh, they're one of only 14 schools out of like 133 FBS schools to have actually made the 14 playoff. I'll raise my hand and I would love to participate. If it's a participation trophy, where do I sign up to participate? So all I said, I tweeted it out. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to defend TCU, but everyone puts up a final four banner. If they make it in basketball, which we do, like, even if you don't win the title, hell Baylor right now in the Farrell center has two banners up for the final four. And what 1948, 1950, I think were the two years 
both of those years, there was only eight teams, Matt, in the NCAA tournament. So, like, making the Final Four, you won one game. Um, so that's all I said was, like, how is this any different than having a, a Final Four banner? So the one time I decide I'm going to defend TCU on Twitter, Matt, it becomes the most engaged tweet that I have ever written in my entire life. Like yeah. I, I essentially am a I, I'm essentially a, a TCU account now because well, it has two and a half it, million views, Matt. Oh my god. The thing about it is like I I saw your tweet and I looked at their tweet and I was like, I d I don't care. And so then I I just did like a funny little like Star Wars meme gift. Yeah, I know, and I had the perfect I had the perfect, yeah, you had the perfect response. And then I left that tweet and I didn't think about it again. Yeah. Two and a half million <laughs> views, Matt. On a tweet of me defending TCU. So, yeah, just never tweet, folks. You're, you're just going to end up getting associated with your rival. Well, you could be like Drake and like full on root for your rival. And wear like jersey of your rival. You know what? There's Everybody does crazy things for love. Everybody does crazy things for love. If, you're, if your wife had been a TCU fan, you'd, you'd root for TCU. Oh, no. In the early in the early stages, I mean, yeah. I have TCU alum in like in my f- family. Yeah, but not like when you and your wife were dating. I know you. You're a hopeless romantic. You you'd have been like you'd have been like riff ram whatever bim bam or whatever they say funky town. Nah, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> You're probably right. We do crazy things for love, Drake Drake included. All right, but yeah, so never tweet. Um, ba- uh, Matt, did Baylor play a game last week? Baylor did play a game last week. Um, they played. We they we played. Sucked, we did. No doubt about it. Um, what? Yeah, I want to hear your takeaways. Like, I've had, I've been all over the place with this thing, so like. Where do you where do you fall? I'm just gonna do like a brained up elevator pitch on the state of the program after the like uh, coming out of last year. Uh, I there was a handful of different improvements that I expected to see the team make. I felt like the coaching staff said all the right things this off season. Um, I felt like some of the transfer outs that we had, based off of what we were hearing we're going to be almost a net positive for the team. Like maybe these guys just weren't meshing well or weren't following instructions or whatever it may have been, you know, like whatever. All we kept hearing was the guys that transferred out. We weren't upset about it. And then the guys that were transferring in, you know, we've got a couple offensive linemen, got a running back. we got a wide receiver. It's like, okay, like, Hey, maybe we're starting to utilize this transfer portal thing a little bit better now. And so I had these expectations for this season because it was like, okay, you know, we we weren't terrible last year. The things that were wrong were fixable. And a lot of it seemed like it was mental. And, you know, let's, you know, hey, like we've got a cerebral coach. He can fix mental things, that kind of stuff. And we came out against a Sunbelt team with a coach in his second year ever as a head coach, his first year ever at the FBS level, but albeit at the low FBS level a team that was built on 50 something transfers um a lot of which from the FCS level some power 5 transfers but a significant portion of those transfers coming from like incarnate word where GJ Kenny came from the head coach of Texas State so you've got this 
team of guys that don't have a history of playing together, a head coach with only his second year of experience, and you're coming up against a team that's one year removed from winning a Power 5 conference, being one win away from the college football playoff, and being the Sugar Bowl champions. And they came out, and they dominated us, and they moved us around, and they did whatever they wanted, and they looked stronger than us, they looked faster than us, they looked better coached than us, and they looked like they were more mentally prepared for the game than us. They looked like they wanted to be there, and we did not at all look like we realized that we had a football game to play that day. And it immediately told me in that moment on Saturday that everything that we thought was going to be fixed over the offseason had not been fixed. Um, we still looked mentally weak. The only thing that I would say is a silver lining out of this game was there was two players that really, really stuck out to me, and they were Blake Shapin and Drake Dabney. I thought there was marked improvement for Blake Shapin, and you know maybe it's that Sean Bell's finally kind of broken through with him and gotten him to, to do things better. Maybe it's because it was the first game of the year and he was healthy and he was banged up all year last year. We won't know the answer to that latter part because he sprained his MCL and he's going to be out for two to three weeks. So after starting, what, 21 of 31 for 304 yards, two touchdowns and no picks and a rating of like 171 or something like that in the game, he's going to be out for two to three weeks. So, you know, it kind of sucks there too, right? Um, that we it's finally like, okay, this is the Blake shape and we've been wanting to see and now, now, now he's hurt and I feel terrible for the kid. Um, I did love to see Drake Dabney come back from the injury that he had last year. He looks stellar and amazing. The best part of the receiving core at tight end. Um he looks like he'll be formidable all year, but the offensive line looked absolutely atrocious. The defensive line had no push whatsoever. Um, and our defensive secondary looked as bad or worse than it did at its worst points last season. So I don't know, man. And I don't see, you know, one of the disadvantages that we may have with this coaching staff is that Dave Aranda is not a fiery guy. He is not a get up and have fun kind of guy. And the leadership of the football team, I think, permeates through a lot of other things, such as like fan engagement and how much the administration focuses on certain things. Um, and the program's almost feeling like it's getting less and less fun year over year. And the ways that they're addressing that, I don't think a lot of a lot of fans that are looking for a certain experience are agreeing with. And I think it's just a mirror image of what the football team looks like right now. Um, so, you know flat flat and apathetic all around is how i felt after that game yeah i uh i've I've gone through like a myriad of emotions um i was super angry when i left the game uh so yeah i was upset about that uh, i was upset about the game the offensive line and just everything we had been hearing out of camp from insiders or from David Randa himself or the players and other, the coordinators, whenever they got to speak during the off season was about how everyone was like locked in. Everyone was on the same page. It's better than last year. We have all these like team leaders. I mean, we went to big 12 media days and that's all we talked about was how like Blake's become a leader. And then so TJ Franklin was a leader and all these people have like stepped up and, we saw we didn't see that translate on on last Saturday. Offensive line was manhandled by Texas State's defensive line. Now, granted, Texas State it isn't the same Texas State team that we played last year. No, but Matt, they're not pulling guys that should be on the. It, it shouldn't be a contest. It, it should. It not. shouldn't be. 
Um, and then especially uh, you, you're going to come in here and tell me a one year head coach that's known as an offensive mastermind was suddenly out there pulling blue chip defensive linemen in the transfer portal. No, I mean, some of those defensive linemen are I mean, if you look at recruiting, I mean, they are like better than what they had, you know, they're I mean, yeah, they probably some of them probably are on the level of Baylor recruits. Three and three and four star guys. And so it's like, I mean, the quarterback, for one, was a four-star prospect. He's played at LSU and Auburn. Um, and he wasn't this – I mean, he had good flashes, but, like, I don't think – I really don't think that what we saw Saturday is going to be indicative of the rest of the season. I think Baylor's yeah, better than that, and I don't think Texas State's that good. Like, Texas State could lose Saturday to UTSA, and it wouldn't surprise me. Same way as, like – Baylor could play better Saturday against a better competition. That wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, these things happen sometimes. You and and I've heard that like Baylor spent a lot of time preparing for Utah leading up to the Texas State game. Matt, if you're if you're spending all of your time preparing for what might be the toughest and hard hitting team in the country, Kyle Whittingham, he's a motherfucker. All right. That's what he is. Like Kyle Whittingham is a punch you in the face, dude. And he plays a hard nosed brand of football that a lot of places in this country do not play. And so if you're prepping for that, and then you come out against Texas State and you get blown off the football, how are you prepping no, for Utah? That's, how? I think a lot of that, the right side of the offensive line uh, needs work. Whether it's different personnel or something else, but I don't think all of a sudden Eric Mateos is a bad O line coach. I don't think that's the that's the case. But I mean, the right side was horrendous. The left side was better. They weren't. They weren't like no one was good. Crazy. No one was good. But the you could definitely tell like that right side, like they're on skates. They're getting pushed back. Like that long um, touch touchdown to like Drake Dabney that, that Blake threw, like he had an offensive lineman, like in his lap. Yeah. In his throwing lap. that ball because that guy was just pushed back and moved the line of scrimmage back. Beautiful football. He threw a great ball. Yeah. The biggest when Blake is when Blake is healthy, he he is a he. That's what's I'm, so he's shameful. a legitimately good quarterback when he's healthy. The most disappointing thing is he got hurt. I yeah. think of everything. I can Out handle everything. a loss. I can handle a loss. And if you came back and said, "Well, Blake tweaked his knee, but he'll be fine and he'll be starting," I feel a hundred percent better. But now you're like he's out two to three weeks. We're probably leaning more towards three than than two, and that's being generous, I think. So. But well, it's I, Sawyer time. It's it happens. What a lot of it's what a lot of fans wanted to see. Um, you know, you and oh, I think I want to say day this. one. We're always we're always on the ship of shaping was going to continue to start. Um, but yeah, Here's I'm not. Thing. I'm not I upset to see Sawyer. But I'm not upset I, to see Sawyer. I was. I was so stoked when I saw when like I was sitting, there was a point in that game where I was like, man, like it might be it'll be nice to finally hear people like let shape and like give him a break because he kind of earned a break and 
I hated that. I don't know who it was doing it, but after that first series, you could hear like the "We Want Sawyer" chance. Oh and, yeah, and he's playing. This guy's like playing like. I say what you want about PFF grades. He was graded like the number two quarterback in all of FBS for his performance. I mean, he played great. He's the one thing that you can come away in that game is like all him and else, Dabney. Him and Dabney were the two things. Yes, yes. Him and Drake Dabney. I mean, defense. We talked about offensive line. Defensive line was just as bad. They weren't getting yep. push. The co- complete opposite, or just as bad in the opposite way from the offensive line. Linebackers played horrible. Safeties played terrible. Well, safeties played terrible, and this is something I learned from from like Travis and Jess podcast was like the safeties played bad because the linebackers because they're they're keen on the linebacker, right? And so if the, he like this is what Jeff is saying, if the linebacker is late, the safety is going to be late. Because he they're 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 reading off of what the linebacker is doing on where what they should do, and so it's going to make them play poorly. However, all that being said, I think like you you shouldn't have, and they Aranda addressed this like they they're not going to have safeties on wide receivers. They're going to play more, I guess, dime. We're going to bring in a, a third corner to for those slot receivers because they don't want their safeties on receivers. And one of your safety, one of your starting safeties is hurt. He's out two or three weeks. Yeah. So is it like, uh, who is it? Well, Lemire. Lemire's yeah. hurt. So you have Devin Bobby, and I guess you're going to have Al Allen. The other is going to start now. He said, Aranda said he's the next one up. Corners played good. I thought the corners did really well for uh, what they put. Yeah, there was a couple in. of times Texas State just flat out just beat us. Well, yeah, and but I think some of our young corners, Cam Jenkins. Players like that, um, Kevin Williams, those guys played like really well. So, what does that see? I mean, the thing about it is, when your head coach, his like claim to fame is defensive, like guru, you there's really no excuse for your defense playing poorly. Yep, and like you know. You 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 fired your mentor who could call a game, has called a bunch of games. You hired someone you'd worked with before and an up and coming defensive. But never coach called plays. Who never called a game. I think in my mind, I was like, I was thinking, well, of course Iran is gonna be more involved because you have more experience. You've called hundreds of games as a defensive coordinator at a very high level. And what I've heard is like he's just really hands off. Like he doesn't intervene. He lets whoever's on the headset call the plays. Which I think is that's fine if you have an experienced defensive coordinator. I think it becomes an issue whenever you have a new first time to be in a DC. Because he's only been a co-DC for Dan Lanning. So I'm pretty sure he had tons of input at Oregon and had another defensive coordinator there to call plays. So, right. and that seems was for like one you, season too. That was for one season, yes. So yeah, uh, should have talked about that in the offseason. <laughs> All right, Matt. Let's say we beat. We're beating a dead horse now. Everybody knows that game sucked, and nobody was happy. Everybody was pissed off. 
So they've got an opportunity to redeem themselves this weekend. So we'll see what happens. But Matt, we did we did make some predictions last week, and we ended up not being the only team in misery um, over the weekend. But uh, I do want to call out you won you won last week. So out of the fourteen picks that we made, you went eleven and three. You beat me. I went ten and four in my picks last week. Um, we both got the TCU game wrong because we both we both picked TCU to win that one. As we know, they lost to Deion Sanders in Colorado, and what was a pretty epic game. Um, and a, a really game. huge coming out for coming out party for Dion. Um, the let's see. So we both got that one wrong. Um, we both got Houston wrong. We both picked UTSA to beat them. Houston seemed to to hold their own very nicely. And maybe they're going to be a little bit better than everybody thought that they were. Um, we have we, of course, both picked Baylor. Um, and that did not happen, as we just mentioned. They lost to Texas State. Where we broke apart, though, and it was the one game that we didn't pick together last week, was the Texas Tech game. I picked Tech to win at Wyoming, and you went out on a limb and picked Wyoming to beat them, which did happen. So that's where you got your one-game advantage, 11-3, and 10-4 for me. That puts us, since I went 7-0 and last week, though, I'm still in the lead overall. You're sitting at 15-6 on pick, 15-6 uh, and six on picks. So far through two weeks of football, I'm sitting at 17 and four. So we'll see how that goes throughout the year. But thank God TCU um, and Texas Tech both kind of gave us some help by by losing games that they were favored by in like either at least if not the double digits, at least the teens or 20s well, as well. It's, uh, TCU was like 20 and a half. Texas Tech was 14. Okay, so yeah, they were both in the teens, like both multi. All three of us were multiple because t- we were I think, double digit points. Yeah, everyone was a double digit favorite. Yeah. So, and you just don't go to Larrabee, yeah. the highest <laughs> elevation in college football, and just walk in there with a win. I mean, it just didn't happen. So, yeah, so I will take the win for this week. And at least at least one of us won something. We'll put it at bed. least one we'll of us won bed. something. You won something. We'll put it to bed and we'll, we'll look forward to uh, week two. But you only two games back of me now. You only yeah. two games back. Well, Matt, you know what? Uh, one of the things that I think Baylor needs moving forward, it might be a little bit of hustle. I'm glad you brought that up because, Joe, I want to tell everyone about podcast sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Um, Charlie Hustle Clothing Company is what we call like vintage-inspired clothing. It's They're based out of Kansas City. They specialize in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season. So be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel and show off your school spirit all season long. So no matter what your team does, whether it's like Baylor and you have a horrible game, you can look good. You know, we talked about some of our favorites. I still love the stiff arm sailor sailor bear. The, the stiff arm sailor bear and and the Baylor monogram hoodie. Those are my two by far my two favorites. And I'm gonna I mean I'll say this like they have a some check out their UCF stuff. Some of their UCF stuff is just wonderful, and they have such 
cool vintage designs that every fan should go on there, check out their school. If their school's on there, they have a ton of schools that you can choose from. And it's just um, some cool designs, cool vintage designs. And I really we're re- love We're recording this. right now. It's September 7th is when we're recording right now. And one month from today on October 7th, Matt, Baylor faces off in Waco at McLean against Texas Tech. It's the gold out game. So you got time. You got one month to make sure that you got something cool and gold to wear to that game. Charlie Hustle, the stiff arm tee, a couple others in there as well that are sweet, sweet, awesome gold options if you don't have one right now. So you absolutely should go check out what they've got, get that order in, and make sure that you've got some gold to wear for that Tech game one month away. Yeah, with over 30 schools to choose from, they've got everyone covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. So like Joe said, you can go to charliehustle.com. That is Charlie Hustle Vintage Made Fresh. But make sure you use promo code 101215. That's T-E-N-1215. That gets you an extra 15% off non-sell items on their website. 15% off. Huge. Huge, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm uh I'm looking forward to spending some uh some money this weekend. Yeah. Keep spending money on these places. Luckily, we use 10, 12, 15, T-E-N-1-2-1-5. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Joe, who starts us off this week? Uh, Starting us off this week, we have a Power 5 matchup. All right. Not something you see. It's a Big 10, Big 12 battle. This is tomorrow night from when we're recording. When it drops, it'll be tonight. If you're listening to this right after it drops tomorrow. Um, so Friday, September 8th, Illinois, the Illini head to Lawrence, Kansas, uh, to face off against the Kansas Jayhawks at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Uh, I'm hearing rumor that we may have Jalen Daniels back in this one. I believe I've heard that he's cleared to play. So, uh, Uh, he missed Pete Thamel reported that he was, he should play, should play. Perfect. So big 12 preseason player of the year or offensive player of the year, um, Finally get to see him for the first time as he missed week one. Illinois, 1-0. Kansas, 1-0. So one of these teams is going to grab their first loss. Kansas is a three-point favorite at home, which means, as we always talk about, you get about three points for being at home. So this is kind of a push of a game. So we're talking about two pretty, what, uh, you know, the guys that pick the spreads here um, consider to be two evenly matched schools, but are giving that home field advantage to Kansas. Matt, what are you picking in this game? I think I'm going to go Illinois. I think we did our our preview for Kansas. I went Illinois, and I'm going to stick with Illinois. All right. I am going to be contrarian. I'm going to stick with the Big 12, and I'm going to pick Kansas to win this one. All right. So we will move on down to Saturday. To Saturday. 11 a.m. Only one Friday game this week. 11 a.m. Troy, 
travels to Manhattan, Kansas, take on Kansas State, defending Big 12 champion, Wildcats. They are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Joe, who do you like here? Kansas State, no question, hands down. Yeah, there's not a lot you need to uh, get into. This one, Kansas State, that's where I got to. Yeah, that one's pretty easy, as is our next matchup, Matt. Um, this one starts the afternoon slate in the Big 12, so we only, well, we do have two early games, but we'll talk about the other early game last. Um, 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus for this one. BYU hosts Southern Utah, so it'll be hopping at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. BYU 1-0, had a shutout last week, so their defense has not given up a point yet. Same with Kansas State. We didn't mention that in the previous ones. This is back-to-back games we're talking about. Both defenses haven't given up a point this season. Uh, BYU, Southern Utah, there is no line in this one, and I'm only going to assume it's because it's Southern Utah. Um, I am firmly picking BYU to win this one. What do you think, Matt? Oh, yeah, BYU. This is an easy one. Easy peasy. So we're we, we've we're we're starting to get down a stretch where we're picking the same thing. We'll see what happens. All right. Next up. The big one. The big one. El Asico. Iowa. Traveling to Ames across is it across Iowa? From yeah. from I mean it's not that far, but where's Iowa? What's they're in Iowa City? Iowa City. City? To Ames yeah. is that like across yeah. the state or is it like it's a two hour drive? And you know, it's like yeah. I'm not familiar with Iowa geography, so it's I don't think it's anything is that big there. Okay, it's not Texas. They're trapped, they're away from home, <laughs> they're going to Ames at any rate to take on Iowa State. And the Hawkeyes are a three and a half point favorite, 2 30 p.m. on Fox, big Fox. So all eyes will be on what should be. Such a horrible game to watch. El Asico. <laughs> but it is one of those games where you just got you gotta tune in. It's like it's like when you drive past the car wreck and you have the people that kind of like rubberneck to look see the damage. It's kind of like you have to look at the damage of this game. It's like it so it's when you college football is is garbage food. Like it does not enrich the soul, it does mm-hmm. not make us better human beings. Um, Quite the so it's kind of, it's, makes us worse. I think yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes us worse people. Um, and but it's fine. It tastes delicious. So it's junk food. Absolutely. El Asico, Iowa versus you. Iowa State. It's like the bad kind of junk food. It's what junk food eaters say you shouldn't eat. So that is why I love it so much. It's like, what um, do you mean? You put your your mouth directly on the nacho cheese spout at the. <laughs> fucking convenience store that's what this game is (laughs) that's this game it is it is is pure college football in its purest form um i'm taking iowa state to win man i know they're not favored i know they got all the gambling stuff going on um behind the scenes but i'm taking isu uh it's at jack trice they won this game last year and i feel like they have this kind of uh they have a little bit of an edge to them especially in this game where they just kind of they feel a bit dangerous to me so i'm taking iowa state so you, have you heard about the drive for 325 no so you're familiar with the uh the offensive coordinator for iowa hawkeyes 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Ferentz is yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He has his contract that he has to score, score three hundred twenty five points. Yeah. So that breaks down if you if you do it by like, like what twenty four points a game or something. It's about tw- if you do it by thirteen games, which includes them going to the Big to a Ten bowl game or, or a championship or the championship game. It's they have to break. That's like twenty right at twenty five points a game. You know how many points they scored last week? It was what twenty four. Twenty four points. Yeah. Uh well they scored 17 like in the first half. Uh this is this is what you watch for. This is what you want to watch for. Iowa State has a great defense. Iowa always plays good defense. This game's gonna be like eleven to nine. It's gonna be stupid, and I can't wait to watch it. But I'm going with Iowa. Iowa. All right. So we got another split between us. You're going with the the black and yellow. Well, I mean, how many times has Matt Campbell beat Iowa? Once. He beat him last year. Okay. He beat him in Iowa City last year. And then their season absolutely fell apart. It was like the well, it was, I'm you sure know, they the have, old adage. Like, would you they have the, all those players returning from that team last year, right? <laughs> all of them. Every single one. Played quarterback, running back. All right, let's go. Let's go up next. So now we're into the the almost the evening slot. This is the 5 p.m. Uh, first 5 p.m. game of the day. It's one of those old 1980s excess games uh, from a different era of college football being played. This is in Norman, Oklahoma at Memorial Stadium. The Oklahoma Sooners welcome in former Southwest Conference and soon to be ACC member, the SMU Mustangs. This game is on ESPN+. Plus. Oklahoma favored by 15 and a half points here, Matt. Um, surprise me. Tell me who you're going to pick to win this game. I'm glad you brought up like the, the SWC and SMU because like just like in the 80s, like SMU is going to pay to play in the ACC. Yeah, they're so going to pay to play. It's, it's like everything like comes full circle in this day and age. Uh, I know Oklahoma put up like a boatload of points against probably the worst FBS team in Arkansas State. Um, I'm gonna go with SMU. I think I'm gonna go with SMU. You're going with an upset. All right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the the boys. You know, Oklahoma is favored by 15 and a half, and they're at home. Listen, I have I I don't nothing that happened against Arkansas State leads me to believe that this is a different Oklahoma team than last year. All right. All right. All right, big man. Um, next up also at 5 p.m., also on ESPN Plus, um, in Morgantown, West Virginia, Matt, at Milan Puskar Stadium. We have Duquesne heading in to face off against the 0-1 West Virginia team, looking for their first win after losing to Penn State last week. Uh, no line in this game. Matt, who's winning? Uh, West Virginia's gonna win this game, no doubt. Neil Brown survives another week, you say. I'm going to agree with you. I don't think there's any chance that West Virginia loses this game, even though I don't think they're very good. But uh, yeah, they're not. They're not going to lose to Duquesne. Next up, 5:30 p.m. on the CW network. Cincinnati takes so on. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. I just looked up and saw that the CW network. It's wow. my favorite game. It's my favorite game of the week because it's on the CW. That's the only reason I love it. It's like. Sandwiched between episodes of Supernatural and Gilmore Girls reruns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati taking on, traveling to take on Pitt. 
Pitt is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, what do you think, Joe? <sighs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna be nice to our new friends. I'm gonna pick Cincy. What are you thinking? What are you picking? Uh, what are you I'm going to go I'm going to go with Pitt. Pitt. Oh man, this is a this will be a fun week. We're going to get some separation between us in the standings here. For sure. We need to come up with what the we we have to come up with a loser's punishment forever loses. Well, we could way, do like um you have to sit in a waffle house for 24 hours. Oh no. And you can take off an hour but for every waffle that you eat. What if we do like a like the the ten twelve, listen to the 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 flagship podcast with Philip when they do their picks, then they their thing is like the loser has to buy, I think it's like a six pack for the of their choice for the other for the other. What every week we do that? Mm. No, you get like at the end of the season, you get like one six pack. Oh man, I'm not gonna oh, buy you fourteen six packs or however many. <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully you would have gotten a six pack this week. We would both be sitting with a six pack. We'll we'll work it out. Yeah, we'll work it out. I want to do the I I I have a I have a coworker who in their fantasy football league last year. Um, I, we are so off track, but um, I, I, I forgot. Football, I was like, did we did we pick this game? Like I was like, uh, you pick you pick yeah. Pitt, I pick Cincy. Um, okay. but uh, anyway. So uh, my coworker, his fantasy football punishment for last place last year, the guy had to sit and do the SAT. Like he had to register oh. for it, go and do the SAT. That was the fantasy football unless punishment. Unless you're sitting for a test. I mean, you could just pick C all the way down and be like. Yeah, but like imagine having the, you have to pay for it. You have to true, register. True, you have true, to show true. up. You have to show up around a bunch of high school kids on a Saturday morning. Oh, it would be terrible. I still love the Waffle House one. That that punishment was great. You know, 24 hours in a Waffle House, and for every waffle you eat, you could take off an hour. I mean, personally, I could maybe take off three hours. Probably. That's probably I could do max three hours every three hours. I think. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, I could take three hours... And then, and a, yeah, you're right. And then another like three hours, I could probably have to take off another three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably going to end up being like about 12 hours still, though. Cause I, don't, I mean, yeah, you're still in there for a long time. I mean, I don't know how the math works out, but that's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Matt, I think we've got one of the games of the week coming up next. No, the big game, the, the major game of the week. Um, Texas traveling to Tuscaloosa. Your number 11, Texas Longhorns taking the number three. Alabama Crimson Tide, 6 p.m. on ESPN. Alabama is a seven-point favorite. Only a touchdown at home for Touchdown Bama. at home. So we 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 this we've talked a lot about this game. I change. I've been on like both sides of this matchup just during the offseason. On this podcast, I've picked both for Texas to win and lose. I think I've done the same because I got talked into it because I listened to other like previews and I was like, Alabama's not going to be that good. They don't have a quarterback. Then you see Jalen Milrow and he's like, Oh, but he, but again, he was doing this against like middle Tennessee. So it's like, is he good or is he still like, so I'm still struggling with it. 
So I want to hear your thoughts. I think that there's a team that's legitimately better than the other. That's my thought. Hey, let's. Let, you want to pick on three, like we did our Big Twelve champion last week? Yeah. All right, on three. One, two, three. Texas. Alabama. Oh, all right. You pick Bama. I'm taking Texas. It's only because you're a Saban fan. Yeah, I'm a big SEC a, homer. Just a big old Saban fan, like all you LSU guys that love the national championship that he won you. Well, I mean, LSU has won like two other national championships since then, so. <laughs> I love you guys. All right, another big game, Matt. So these are probably the two biggest games of the week happening at the same time on competing networks. So this one's also at 6 p.m. The number 13 team in the country, the Oregon Ducks, head to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, on This is on Fox, by the way. Um, head to Lubbock, Texas, to Jones AT&T Stadium to face off against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who, as we mentioned earlier in the pod, are coming off a very disappointing loss on the road in Lar- Laramie to the Wyoming Cowboys. So... Texas Tech trying to rebound, but doesn't get any easier with the number 13 team in the country coming in. Oregon, a six and a half point road favorite. So pretty heavy favorite right here. Matt, what are you thinking on this one? It's the like uh, Tyler Shuck Bowl. That's true. I'm, I mean, I think I picked Texas Tech in the offseason. I'm going to change my pick and I'm picking Oregon. I am going to agree with you. I'm taking Oregon as well. And Texas Tech has a very unfortunate 0 2 start to the season. Yeah. Things aren't. Here's the thing about Texas Tech is like me and you probably both are like, yeah, we like them. We think they're going to be, you know, a good team. But all this, they got a lot of hype about like, dark horse for the big 12 and like people like national media, like went on record, like Texas Tech's my big 12 champion. And I was like, I mean, let's kind of pump the brakes. Yeah. I think it was you who said, you know, how many, how many people have to pick you as a dark horse before you're not a dark horse anymore. I know. And it's like, we're, they may be looking at like, Oh, and two, which is not what they thought they were going to happen going into the season. Nope. At least the majority of fans. I mean, None of them thought they were going to be 0 1. So, yeah. All right. What's next, Matt? Next up, we have UCF taking on Boise State. On the Boise road State. at the Blue yes. Field. On FS1 at 6 p.m. And UCF is a, only a three and a half point favorite. Boise State got absolutely like boat raced by Washington last week. Yes, they did. It was like what, like fifty nine to nineteen or something like that. It's something crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with UCF. I agree with you. I am going with the Knights as well. Central Florida head on the road, win on the blue field, easy. All right, Matt. The next game. Uh, it's a game that I went to multiple times growing up as a child, and it is at 6 p.m. And the network, of course, screams college football. It's on NFL Network. Uh, six o'clock, like I said, NFL Network. Love, love <laughs> yeah. that Conference USA media deal. Yeah, <laughs> we have none other than the Bayou Bucket, the Houston rivalry in its flesh. 
the University of Houston Cougars take like a 30 minute drive and head to a much nicer part of town to face off against Rice University, who lost in Austin last week. They're 0 1. Houston beat UTSA last week to be 1 0. Um, it's a game Houston pretty regularly wins, and that is reflected in the line that has nine and a half points for Houston. Um, it's going to be hot, but Houston's the better football team. So I'm taking U of H to win this one. Oh, yeah. Me too. They did. They handled themselves well, better than I thought they would against UTSA. Won that game. So, yeah, I'm going with the the Cougs. Excellent. Next up, reeling from a week one loss to Colorado Buffaloes. TCU welcomes in Nichols, which I guess it used to be Nichols State, but I think they're just Nichols now. That is correct, I believe. This game is at 7 p.m. on They're ESPN the Colonels, right? It's the Nichols Colonels. Yeah, I believe I was trying to. Yeah, I think, think you're correct. Um, this is the perfect game for TCU to get to work out some frustration from last week. Now, they, they do have some things to work on, their defense did not look good. Uh, but this is the kind of game you can kind of work work out some stuff. And so I, I pick in the TCU to easily win. Yeah, they're going to throttle them. This is yeah. a, a big a big TCU win. Easy. All right. Um, the last game before we talk about the game of the week, this is a little bit of Big 12 and dying Pac-12 after dark. In Tempe, Arizona at Mountain America Stadium, the Oklahoma State Cowboys head off to face off against future Big 12 conference rival Arizona State. Matt, I don't have a TV listing for this. Like, I see that it starts at 9.30 p.m. I do not have a TV channel, which makes oh, me yeah. wonder Which makes me wonder if that means it's on the Pac-12 network. See, that's that's where I was at. I was like, I was doing the same thing when I was, I was making our little outline. I was like, there's no channel listed. So I'm assuming that means Pac-12 network. Yeah, no, I'm, gonna I'm looking Google at this. I'm looking at ESPN, so you may be looking at the same thing. Let's see. What channel is OSU ASU on? Maybe it's something it like is on Fox Sports One. Why isn't it listed then? I have no idea. Yeah, it's on Fox Sports One. So there we go. Maybe it's like an alternate Fox Sports One. Yeah, it's possible. So that's, that's awfully late for a Fox Sports 1 game. 9.30 p.m. 9.30 p.m. after dark. Who you got, Matt? I'm taking Oklahoma State. Just going to go uh, out and say that. I'm going to go with Arizona State. You're going with ASU. So, Matt, we have one, two, three, four... Five. We have five games we picked differently this week. So we are absolutely going to see uh, a pretty big swing in the standings. So let well, I me mean, think of the, like it's a, a three point favorite on the road. But I think Arizona State's going to start like the freshman Rashada. Yep. This game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona State. Yeah. All right. I'm going. I'm still sticking with Oklahoma. I'm State. I'm I'm on the record about my feelings about Oklahoma State this year. So yeah, but I don't I, I think Arizona State's really bad. Anyway, take us into the game of the week, Matt. Game of the week. Your Baylor Bears welcome in 
the Utah Utes to McLean Stadium. 11 a.m. on ESPN. Utah is an eight-point favorite. Let me just do a little refresh, make sure it's still, yep, still eight. So, it's still eight. All right, so eight-point favorite. Um, we can talk about this game a little bit from from like a 30,000-feet view. This game is, going into the season, was super important because everyone assumed like Baylor's going to take care of business on week one. This will kind of give you a barometer of the time. Right, this team. was going to be the game where you see what Baylor actually What does Baylor really actually like? Because easily we're going to beat Texas State, and then we're going to move on to Utah. That didn't happen. So now it's a different kind of barometer. Like, does this team have any, like, fight in it? Are we, are we going to have any kind of improvement? Is the team we saw on Saturday, is that who we are, or is Baylor – a different team. And this leads off what I think is it's such an important game for, for Dave Aranda. And it leads a, a series of important games because I personally feel like it's about six weeks until our, our bye week. How are we going to respond and how are we going to play through these next six games? Are we going to be one and five going to the bye week. And if that's the case, changes may need to be made at that point. Or are we going to be, you know, three and two, two and three? You know, so it's like this leads off of that stretch of like super important. Every game is important. Even like right now, even Long Island's an important game for Baylor. Yep. Never thought we'd say that. So it's like, and so I'm choosing to be optimistic. And I think Baylor will play much better than they played in last week. And I think this game will be a lot closer than people think. And I, however, it'll be respectable for Baylor. Utah, I think, is going to come out victorious in the end. So you're taking a Utah win. Taking a Utah win. All right, Joe. I, um, I hate this game because Utah's tough. Utah sure. is fired up. Absolutely. Utah's strong. Utah does everything right in the trenches. Utah. Baylor does have things going for it, though. Baylor does have the – it's going to be super hot. Utah's not used to playing. It's in, 98 degrees in Salt Lake City right now. It, 98 isn't 110. <laughs> and I will say this. Uh, Texas State had the advantage of they, – they're also from Texas, so they're used to the heat. They, you have that going forward. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for Utah. It could be Cam Rising. Yeah, their quarterbacks looked so bad against Florida last week. Well, Florida's not good. They're bad. And, and they scored. Well, I mean, I wish y'all could see the face I'm giving Matt right I now. I think, oh, I would say on the right now, like 100%, Baylor's better than Florida right now. I'll watch that game. Baylor's better than Florida. No doubt. No doubt. 
<laughs> I would take not remember what happened to our offensive line against Texas State. I have full faith in Soy Robertson. Much more than I would Grant. You have Roberts. no faith. You just picked Utah. Well, I said it's gonna be close. Yeah, I mean, you I have people Utah to win. That's because they everything you said is correct. They are gonna they there's are not tough. a worse possible team that you can play right now if your issue is fire, confidence, strength, passion, and power. I, I and, expect to see marked Kyle improvement on the other side on the other sideline. I expect to see marked improvement. This is the worst possible matchup that Baylor could have right now with what I believe Baylor's issues are, other than possibly facing like some team that's a prolific passing team. Um, because our secondary is so bad, but our defensive line is terrible too, and they'll get blown off the ball by this amazing offensive line, or by their uh, and and then uh, our defense. I mean, sorry, our defensive line is not going to be able to hang. Our offensive line is going to get blown up by their defensive line because they're going to be tough, strong, coached well. They're going to be I mean, so good. Also, you, you look at history. Utah in September, they don't travel well. It's fine. Like the three and eight. The style of play that they've got travels well, Matt. They are going to punch us in the mouth over and over again. That's what's going to happen in this game. But you know what I'm going to do, Matt? What? I'm not going to be a traitor. I'm not going to be a non-believer. I'm not going to be a hater like you are. And despite everything that is stacked against us in this game, it's sick them all day. It's Baylor gang or die, Matthew Workman. I'm taking the Baylor Bears to win this game to give us an even six on where we're breaking up. Baylor winning, pulling uh-huh. off the upset. I like it. I'm taking it. Y'all like heard it, it here first. I like it. I thought I was in. I'm, you heard it here first. You did. Joe Goodman. It. Obviously. Sorry, Utah pig bus. I'm sorry, man. But I got to do it to you. Baylor's winning. But Matt, how was. 14 games again. I, you know, once we get into conference play, we won't have as many picks to bank. So we got to yeah, enjoy no. this now. But now that we've done our picks, I want to talk to you one more time, like we have the last few weeks, against one of our, about one of our awesome 10, 12 sponsors. And that is Prize Picks. Matt, we do our picks. And then we tell you about a place where you can go and do your picks. Prize Picks, the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California. Florida, Georgia, and of course, Texas, where we're talking to you from right now, and many more across the country. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and over under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. That's right, 10 times on any entry right there. It's fast, it's easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they offer almost every sport that you can imagine, like the NFL, college football, college basketball, the NBA, Major League Baseball, playoff races are heating up right there, soccer, MMA, and many more. If you use promo code BEAR12, B-E-A-R-1-2, you will get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100 for new joiners. That's right, promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit with prize picks. They're available online and in the App Store or on Google Play, so go check them out. Again, Daily Fantasy, totally legal in Texas if you're a Baylor fan living here right now and you're wanting to, to you know, kind of see how you can have a little bit of extra fun while you're watching college games, while you're watching the NFL, which is kicking off tonight between Detroit and Kansas City. So go check them out. Prize picks, promo code bear 12, get that hundred percent deposit match on up to a hundred dollars. 
Yes, sir. So, Joe, let me ask you a question. No. No what? Okay, fine. You can ask me a question. Okay. Are you caught up with Ahsoka? I am. I watched it right before we recorded. So this last episode, I was going to touch on it briefly. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the last episode. It's a cool episode. Episode when we three... when we go do our deep dive, when everything settles and we go do our deep dive, yeah. I will uh, I will have some issues with this episode. But it was fun. Really, it was. A, it was yeah, yeah. I had more issues with episode three than this episode. I liked episode three. I'm not gonna lie. Um, this one, there was it's just stupid choices for the sake of stupid choices that the, the the certain characters wouldn't make. That's all I have to say, man. So I got um I'm still reeling from our Baylor Utah pick because I'm thinking back to 30 seconds ago. Um you argued for Utah. I told you, despite it being the Baylor. worst thing, I'm still and gonna take it. I was like being pushed back on Baylor's like improvement, and but I picked Utah. It's like it's it was a wild pick. Oh man, I I I, I pulled a move on you. I pulled a fast one on you, Matthew. All right, anything else you're watching other than uh, Osaka? Anything you're? Oh man, you seen like the um the I know like Netflix had that uh, that Florida doc Swamp Kings. Oh, I'm not watching that propaganda piece. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've heard some. I've heard that. some complaints about like they leave a lot of stuff out. They leave everything out, like everything that everybody like knows about that Florida program. They didn't talk about. So, yeah. So I haven't watched it either. Uh, um, am I? Am I watching? No, man. I'm so busy at work right now. Um, it's like every three months I have like a, a like two and a half, three weeks of hell, and this is that's what I'm in the heart of right now. So, I think that's it. Like I, 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 ca- I got caught up with Ahsoka. Um. Yeah, I'm not watching anything else right now. I had a hard. T- I don't. I'm honest. I had a hard time like watching because I was like, I have like a hard week at work after that Baylor game. I really was in a state of depression and didn't really want to enjoy things like Ahsoka or television or anything. But I made myself watch it. Both I watched both episodes today, and so. I think I'm back on episode four got me like back on track. So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the show. So um, it's not like I'll be honest with you. I watched Secret Invasion. And like I tapped out like I didn't finish that show. I think I watched. I heard it was I heard it was just I think I watched three episodes and was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm so I tapped out and didn't, didn't even finish it. I think I'm well, like you. All I know I th- is speaking of speaking of like the stink of last week. It thank God we had Monday off. Like that's the only oh, thing. No. That's the only thing. The only thing that, that gave me like I got it, Sunday to recover. It got me picked me up was like the Clemson Duke game. Like got me through. <laughs> so like, and I'll be honest with you, the Texas Tech game kind of got me through Saturday. <laughs> that got me. Well, I mean, my like, problem was I didn't get I didn't get home on Saturday. I, I got home at two a.m. So. Oh yeah, I was like home. Yeah, you were home in the third quarter. I was like nine thirty. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I'm not watching anything else. Uh, I'm not really reading 
or doing anything. I was like super locked in and super excited about college football, specifically Baylor football. And I've got really disappointed on Saturday. And uh, I'm trying to get myself to be more like pumped up for the tailgate more so than the football games. We wait so long for college football to get here. I'm not going to let a bad game or maybe even a bad season uh, deter me from having a good time. So I'm looking forward yeah, to seeing, seeing you at the tailgate. And once again, early morning this time, though. Yeah, we're going to have mimosas. We're going to have breakfast tacos. We have mimosas, breakfast tacos, and uh, I'm sure there'll the be plenty one. of other. Uh, Do you know what the downside just... of the 11 a.m. besides the, the early nature of it is that there's well, like for the six o'clock game. We've got games to watch all day out there. There's just, there's no games to watch while we're tailgating. That's the downside. Yeah, that is the downside. You just have like game day on, which is like, t- yeah. which it's I, just talking heads, talking heads. So it's like it's but I mean, it gives you a chance to have more of a. Oh, bro. You know maybe? what we're doing this weekend? You know what we're going to do? We're going to watch some EPL. We're, we're going to watch oh, some EPL. Get EPL going on the same time. So, yeah, that's what we'll oh, wait, do. No, I think they're all off this week. Oh, I don't know if there's an EPL going on this weekend. Because I think they're all, yeah, they're all on break for on their national squads. There's no EPO games this weekend. I don't uh, think. Yeah. We'll watch it. Maybe maybe F1 qualifying will be on. Or does it I actually I don't know if F1's racing this weekend. Man, we might be just be shit out of luck. We may just have to have the uh what's it what's the Fox show called? Uh Big Noon or whatever. It, and then the game day on. Yeah, we don't, yeah, there's no Maybe if there's no there's other no like, sports F1, going on. And I'm pretty positive there's no EPL. Let's see. EPL. Yeah, no EPL this weekend. So just college football. So no, nothing early to watch. Nothing early to watch. All right. So I guess we'll just have to uh, drink mimosas and listen to music. Fellowship with, with our other Baylor fans and have a good time. Yeah. Have sure there'll be some Utah fans out there. So. Oh yeah, I need to reach out on like Twitter and like to Utah Twitter and see if anyone's uh, making the trek to wait. Big up. Bus is going to be there. Have you re- have you talked to him about coming over? I've invited him, and so I haven't reached back out to him this week, but I do know he's going to be there. Um, so okay. I will I will reach back out to the Pig Bus and see if he wants to stop by. Um, Matt, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter. At Matt underscore Workman. And uh, you can find me on threads, I guess. I'm not very active on those other social media. Just find me on Twitter. Matt underscore Workman. That's where I'm at most of the time. How about you, Joe? Where can people find you at? Find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can find uh, all the instant reactions after the games on our Daily Bears as well for me. Um, and check out the content they've got pumping out throughout the week. So they'll have different kind of previews and, and grades from the week before from uh, Cody Orr, Matt is bear, Peter, Mark, and, you know, kind of the rest of the crew that we've got out there. Really, really cool group of dudes. Um, so they'll have some stuff pumping out. Uh, and you can find the podcast at the and at the bear den on Twitter. Um, what so about, are y'all doing us. like a live stream? I'm trying to get somebody that can host it right now. That's is, the problem is, is that we got people going to games and then my out of town folks have, you know, quote unquote, real life things to do. Um, <laughs> I am joking, of course, but 
last week I had, you know, we had Deontay and I think Evan was on there for a little while hosting. Deontay has a wedding this weekend. Um, so I have some feelers out from, from some folks to see if we can have a host, if we'll have that one up. But as long as we have somebody that can sit on there and host it, we will continue to do it week to week. So, um, and for those of you that haven't joined it before, it's, it's on a platform called playback go to playback.com, check it out. Uh, look for the, uh, our daily bears room. We normally open it about 30 minutes before kickoff every game. Um, and it's essentially like sports Twitch. So uh, you log in with your TV provider or if you've got a streaming service with your streaming service and um, we you can watch the game streaming with uh, a couple of the folks from ODB. You can chat with other Baylor fans that are on there, um, you know, and kind of like live comments on the game. And it's like you're you're watching it with your friends. It's especially great for the folks that can't make it up to Waco or are out of town um, as a way to kind of stay connected with the with the Baylor yeah. world. So, so I think I'll be able to do. I'm probably going to hop on for UCF. I will definitely be hosting for all of the away games. So like UCF, I'll be, I'll definitely be locked into the playback. Um, Are you going to, what's it called? Long Island. That's what I'm thinking about. No, I'll be in Atlanta that weekend. So okay. I'm not going to the Long Island game. So are you going to uh, do the playback? Or are you going to just skip it? No, no, I will like I will be I will I will be busy. you'll be busy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will be out of pocket for the LIU game, out of All town right. with some buddies. Um, I will probably like um, I'll probably meet up with Jack uh, OFC Dibble on Twitter if you guys follow him. Um, big time Baylor fan. He lives in Atlanta, so I might I might hook up with him and and watch the game. Actually, I don't know what time is that game. Is that a six o'clock or an eleven o'clock? That's an eleven o'clock on ESPN. Oh yeah, Plus. I'll go watch it with Jack. I'll go watch it with Jack out in Atlanta, and then I'm going to see Messi play that night. So, so right, yeah, Joe. that's what I got going on. That's all I got. <clears throat> but yeah, hit us up on Twitter. We had we had a couple of folks uh, DM just last week. Came out and hung out at the tailgate. So thank you guys for coming out there, um, Garrett. Thank you so much for you coming out, dude. It was a blast hanging out with you, um, man. I think before I even got there, you had some people to swing by and said hi. So. Uh, shoot us a DM to either of us on our Twitters or to the podcast yeah. Twitter. Craig, Craig Meyer stopped by. He's a, you know, he listens to the podcast and, you know, we put out the like invite and he stopped by and it's good to talk to him. He kind of, uh, does, does he takes the full experience and just hits a bunch of tailgates and that's the way, you do it. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. So yeah, head us up. I think there's also like a Baylor mafia Twitter account that, that we're yeah. using right now too. Um, so yeah, that's for the tailgate. You. Yeah. So yeah, it's Baylor Mafia. I think is under Baylor underscore Mafia, maybe. I don't know. I think so. We're the underscore Mafia as it is. Um, but yeah. yeah, check it out. We'll talk about what we got coming out on the tailgate. But yeah, shoot us a DM if you guys want to swing by, have yourself a cold beverage, watch some games with us before the games. So um, we'll be out there this weekend. And Matt, I will see you Saturday. But as always, Sick and Bears. Sick and Bears.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.